All right, guys, welcome to church today. How many guys are excited to be at New Life to worship Jesus today? Yeah? All right, all right, all right, very good, very good. I want to welcome everybody here at our Carney campus, North Platte campus, Ogallala campus. I want to welcome everybody that's worshiping with us online uh, that felt like, for whatever reason, they needed more time to get ready for a Super Bowl that we already know who's going to win. I'll leave it right there. Um, that way I'm on both of your sides. See what I'm saying? See how that works right there? Okay, but I feel like there's probably a one-sided kind of a feel uh, in Nebraska. That's just my thought for that. Uh, I'll leave that alone. Today, we are in the middle of our teaching series called 2020. I asked last week, how many of you guys can see this clearly? Right? You can see this clearly? Okay, good, good. If you can see it clearly, then you got good vision, okay? Whether you got glasses to help you to get there or not, right? Um, but 2020 is really our attempt to help you personally, you personally create a spiritual vision for your personal life, okay? And today, the topic we're going to be discussing is generosity. Generosity is a part of you fulfilling a complete 2020 clear spiritual vision for your life. Right? Now this year, what are your goals? What are your plans? Like, what are you really trying to become? What are you trying to achieve to? Like, what are you trying to you know, look like at the end of the year? Generosity has to be one of those slices of the pie that you got to give some serious thought to. But I get it, right? Like when they bring up generosity, you guys are smart people, and you instantly equate generosity to what? Money, right. Most people are going to make that connection. And today, I want, I, want to fulfill, I want to fulfill that. Since that's what you were thinking, that's what we're going to talk about. I would talk about something else, but that's where your mind was at. So I feel like it's probably best if we stay there. Um, money can be an awkward topic to talk about. It's awkward to talk about in your homes at times. It, it can be awkward to talk about from and in church. And some of you are sitting here and you're going, look, man, this is ridiculous. Right? Like, I showed up to church I'm visiting here at New Life. This is my first Sunday here. And here they are. They're going to talk about money. The last church I visited, they talked about money. And the church before that I visited, they talked about money. I would suggest this. If that's your actual story, it might be that God's trying to say something to you. <laughs> that's just my two cents on that, all right? That's my two cents. Take it or leave it. Generosity has to be a part of everybody's life. So how can we make this more enjoyable today? How can we make this something where you can just relax, right, and, and get into the groove of what God wants to say to you today? Let me make one critical suggestion for you to program yourself to be in a position to receive what God wants to say, okay? Because I don't think any of you came here to waste your time today. I think each of you came here because you wanted to honor God. You want to figure out how to honor God greater in your life. You want to worship God. You want to put God first in your life. And I value that about all of you at all of our campuses. Let me give you one critical suggestion that's going to help posture you in a way that you're going to be able to hear from God today. It may be something I say. It could be easily something I don't say that the Holy Spirit whispers to you. If you want to position yourself to receive from God in today's message, then this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to relax. And the reason why I want you to relax is because if you can decide right now everything you have doesn't belong to you, if you can just come to that quick conclusion, everything I have, it doesn't belong to me, my health, the air I breathe right now, it's not mine to own, the house I live in or the apartment you know, I rent, the car I drive, my savings account as big or as small as it might be, my checking account equally, my retirement, none of that belongs to you, by the way. It all belongs to God. God. 
there's not, a, there's not an ounce of you and you and your own strength that's making any good thing happen. God is the one behind it all, and at any given moment, you could breathe your last breath, and it's all gone anyways. It's not yours. And if you can come to that conclusion today, right now, in your own heart, it's not mine, then guess what? You can relax, and you can then say, okay, God, if it's not mine and it's yours, what do you want to, ta- what do you want to teach me about it? That was, that's one fast, quick thing I would encourage you to do. Now, look, here's, here's some other interesting news today. Today I'm talking about generosity. Okay, now listen to what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about tithing today. If you've heard the word tithing, tithing literally the word means 10%. That's not what I'm talking about today. You go, well, hold on. You're talking about money and you're not talking about tithing? No, I'm not talking about tithing because tithing from a biblical perspective is not generosity. Let that sink in for a second. Tithing is not generosity. I'm talking about generosity. Tithing is obedience to God. That's obedience. It's a command from God, and out of obedience, we follow it. Okay, We honor God with the the best of the first, the 10%. We're talking today about what happens beyond that. We're talking about the generosity of you've been blessed to do what? To be a blessing. And so at our church, one thing I know about our church that I'm super proud of is that New Life is a generous church. We've been a generous church for decades. Go all the way back to at the Carney campus when the room that you're sitting in right now was, uh, was built from the ground up. The generosity at that point, the percentage of generosity was overwhelming uh, compared to the amount of people that were actually attending the church at that time. From those early days all the way till now, one thing I know about New Life Church from Kearney all the way out to Ogallala is that you are a generous people. And I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for being generous. Thank you for being people that are above and beyond obedience to God. And we want to see how God can use what we've been blessed with to bless others. I mean, think about it, right? Think about a time when someone was generous with you. Think about that for a second. When was somebody generous with you? How did that feel? No matter what it was, small or big, right? They were generous with you. And now we're going to talk about how you can be generous and impact the spiritual journey of others. In 2019, it was a revolutionary year for Kearney and for North Platte. The two campuses joined together to do something extraordinary beyond anything the history of our church has ever seen before. We launched this thing called Kingdom Builders. And in 2019, we gave hundreds of thousands of dollars away to impact God's kingdom in Kearney and around the world. And by the way, just so you know, if you're a kingdom builder or you've been celebrating with us throughout these last few you know, uh, weeks of, this, of 2019, we've been celebrating almost every week something we've been funding in 2019. Um, the exciting thing is this. We funded everything, everything we committed to at the beginning of the year. Everything was funded at its funding amount or greater than. It was an incredible, incredible year of generosity and seeing God move. We funded all of our missionaries. Every one of our missionaries completely funded throughout the year. Uh, we helped plant a church in Cuba. That was part of your funding, part of what we did. We went down onto an island that's communistic and we helped plant a Bible teaching, Jesus believing church there. That's exciting. We planted our third campus in Ogallala. Come on, somebody give it up for Ogallala right now. Come on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That was through Kingdom Builders, though, and your Kingdom Builder giving. You know, so if you're in Ogallala right now, I'm looking right in the camera, and I'm talking to you, okay? So right here, right here. 
I'm just saying that you, you were the recipients in 2019. I'm so excited that you get to be a part of seeing someone's spiritual journey be changed in 2020. You guys get your first chance to become kingdom builders. That's exciting. We went into the inner city of Omaha. We put a brand new roof on a church, redid its bathrooms, painted like crazy so that that church could be kind of maybe brought up to speed where it needed to be so we could be a beacon of light in the inner city of Omaha. That was exciting. 42. We sent 42 missionaries from this church on their very first foreign global outreach trip in 2019. That's exciting too. Come on. That's exciting. Part of your kingdom builder giving helped to make all of that happen. And guys, I'm just scratching the surface. There is so much more that God did in 2019. But the big question for me is this, now what? Now what? What does it look like as we go into 2020? What does generosity from new life look like that's beyond our general fund? See, your tithe is used for our general fund, right? It funds all the day-to-day operations of a church. The staff get paid, um, you know, the lights stay on, you know, the electric bill, the gas bill, places get cleaned up. Um, all of the operations, the maintenance that happens, all of the general operations come out of uh, our tithe, which is our general fund. But what do we do beyond that? What does 2020 look like? Today, when you get ready to leave our auditoriums at all of our campuses, you're going to receive our brand new Kingdom Builder 2020 book. This thing is sharp, by the way. Okay? It was well done. It's color, right? There's color pictures. There's our magazine articles in here. Sorry, men, there's no pop-ups. Okay? I think maybe 2021 we'll get a pop-up in there, like poof, and there's Jesus, right? Like, oh, that's cool, all right. Um, let's see if we can work on that, 2021, okay? Uh, but we made this book, and we made it sharp, and there's some reasons why we made it sharp. Let me give those to you really fast. We want this to sit on your coffee table. We want your neighbors to come over. Hopefully you do have your neighbors come over to your house. We want friends and neighbors to come to your house, and we want them to look at this thing on your coffee table, right, and go, what is that all about? And then you can boldly and uh, proudly kind of talk about what your church is doing around the world, okay, and how we are giving away. You know, one of the biggest hang-ups about people in Christianity is they think that, all, A, all we do is we want their money just for us. And we as a church, we want to be a church that's known for our generosity and what we do around the world. So that's this. The other thing we want you to do is that we made this book high quality. This is not a book that you're going to go out of here today and throw in the trash. If you are, don't take it. Okay? Uh, this is a book that's meant for you to keep throughout the year that you can even use as a prayer guide. You can pray for our missionaries. You can pray for missions projects, those kinds of things. I want to introduce you to the inside of the book very quickly. I want to take you to page number seven in the book where it starts with global missions. Kingdom Builders is broken into three main categories if this is all new to you. Kingdom, it's, it's, it's this, global missions, local church expansion, okay, and future Christian leaders. Those three critical categories are what's helping us advance the gospel of Jesus Christ in our day today and assured that the future will be just the same, if not greater, with future Christian leaders. So through global missions, here's a few things that we are going to be supporting. Number one, we're looking for $144,000 out of our generosity that's going to be going towards global missions. Some of the things is going to be towards France, where they're planting new churches in France right now, where it used to be a Christian country, it turned secular, 
There's just a few percent of people that are actually born again, Christ followers. And we're going to go back there and help our missionaries who are planting. There's a resurgence, a spiritual resurgence that's happening in Europe right now. It's happening in France. We have missionaries that are planting churches there through local, uh, uh, you know, French people. And so we're going to partner with them. That's going to be uh, really exciting. Let me just kind of draw your attention to a couple of others. Uh, Turkey, the country of Turkey. Um, the country of Turkey is, uh, is a country that is definitely not on the same page with America. It's definitely not on the same page spiritually with us. And it's quickly becoming a nation that is turning more and more towards opposition towards Christianity. Okay, And if you look at the Bible, you'll see that Paul did a lot of ministry in the early church in Turkey. It's unfortunate that Turkey has now become a place where recently Christians have been martyred and a number of Christians have been deported. And they're trying to get the influencers out of the country so they can just go down their road and do what they want to do. In the midst of that, we have missionaries that are there that are taking the gospel and going above ground. And I was just on a street in the city of Istanbul a few months ago where I walked the street and they said, Jeff, at night, this street is just full of bars and nightclubs, but we just bought this building here and we're going to open up what's called the Gospel Cafe. It's going to be a coffee shop and it's going to serve uh, live music. It's going to happen on multiple floors in this building and we're going to bring people into the Gospel Cafe so that we can get around what the government's trying to shut us down with sharing our faith with others and we can just simply say this, you came into the Gospel Cafe. Therefore, we want to tell you about the gospel, the good news of Jesus. I love that. I want to be a part of that radical kind of thinking. So we're going to join with them on that. We're also going to help just build some homes for people that are living in shacks and tin roof um, in the, the jungle or the kind of the villages, if you can put it that way, uh, of of um, El Salvador that are connected with some of our missionaries and some of the life-giving churches there. I did this two years ago. It's life-changing. We got some people that are going to be going on a, on a global outreach trip down there pretty soon. Cuba. We're going to go back to Cuba. We're going to help plant another church in Cuba. I love that. I love going down there and just being a part of what God's doing on that island. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Ogallala. I can't forget about Ogallala. So we launched the campus last year, but now we've got a campus pastor that's living there. And when, I, when we launched the campus pastor, I told you, we're going to kick them out of our nest here, throw them out there as missionaries. And that's exactly what we did. They are missionaries. And uh, Trevor and Jordan Liebarger, those guys are killing it in Ogallala. They are some amazing leaders. They're young, but they're some amazing, amazing leaders with a passion for Christ. And God's doing some amazing things through their life. We sent them out as missionaries. Therefore, we're going to fund them through Kingdom Builders. We're going to keep them out there until the church can grow and financially it can pay their salary. And when that happens, then we'll take our missions giving and direct it someplace else to another campus pastor going to another community that's going to be a missionary bringing the light of Jesus Christ. That's global missions. What about local church expansion? Local church expansion, one of the things that we believe is this. It's, if you're an engineer-minded person, it would be called the cantilever effect, okay? It's when you're building that you can stretch out, you can reach out without any support as, as long as the base of where you're coming from is secure and it's strong. And they've got, you know, mathematical equations to figure all that out, and I'm not here to do that today. But I do know this, the stronger that the local church in America is, the farther 
we can reach out, the greater impact we can make in the world. So we believe that the local church is the hope of the world, and we believe the local church needs to shine its light as bright as it can, as a beacon of light, a mission light, into the community to let people know that Jesus is alive. And so unashamedly, through local church expansion, we, we're, trying to, we're trying to see through our generosity, we want to invest $205,000 into local church expansion. One of those places would be at our North Platte campus. If you know anything about New Life, you know this, that we bought a building, a couple million dollar building in North Platte. We've been working on it. Uh, we're, we're looking at a date to move our new church body into the, from the old building to the new building at the end of September, beginning of October of this year. We said we weren't going to ask you uh, for money, you know, pay for the walls, to pay for the mortgage, to pay for the, the plumbing, the electrical, the HVAC, the carpet, the painting. We weren't going to ask for any money on that. And thank the Lord, we haven't, we haven't had to you know, go back on our word. And to this moment, we haven't yet had to ask for anything. But I am going to ask you to be a part of putting all the ministry tools in that building. These are the ministry tools, audio, video, lighting, in a children's auditorium, in a, an adult auditorium, chairs that need to go in these auditoriums, tables that need to be used, ministry tools. Think about if you came to church today, okay? Let's think about this. You came to church today and there was no chairs for you to sit on. There was no audio system for you to hear my voice through. There was no lights. There was no video. Just think of it. What would it, what would it really be like? What would this experience really be like? What would worship have been like? Dull. What would my preaching be like? Dull, barely hearable, right? What would the experience be like in Ogallala, right, if we didn't have that camera back there with all the audio and the video and lighting? They wouldn't be watching right now because there'd be nothing being sent. Those are ministry tools. These ministry tools are gonna come from Kingdom Builders so that we can you know, make these auditoriums what they need to be. This number doesn't even get close to what we really need. But we're believing God for, for your generosity to help us get the ministry tools in those buildings and see God do amazing things. That's gonna be an exciting day, all right? The Resilient Book. How many of you guys have gotten one of the Resilient Books? Okay, it's a book filled with testimonies from our church of what God's done in people's lives. We've saturated Kearney now. We saturated the city limits of North Platte, and now that book is going out in Ogallala. God's still using it. Now, this last month, Kim and I, we canceled our support of the book when it was given through Good Catch Publishing. We're going to redirect that, that, those dollars now to Kingdom Builders because through Kingdom Builders, we're going to keep putting those books out in Ogallala. I would encourage you, if you're giving through Good Catch Publishing, the publisher who helped us write that book, that you would cancel that and consider what Kim and I did and redirect those dollars through Kingdom Builders because we're still going to use it to reach people. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to stay focused on reaching other churches in rural, rural uh, Nebraska. We want to be a part of that. We're going to be a part of Rural Family Kids Camp. We're going to be a part of Teen Reach Adventure Camp. And we're also going to be a part of, thank you, we're going to be a part of a, an organization called Church Multiplication Network which is helping to plant churches in all kinds of places in America, the inner cities, the suburban uh, areas of cities, rural America. They're planting churches all across America. Um, we want to be a part of that. But I think one of the things that probably excites me, maybe more than any of those other two categories, is the third cat category, future Christian leaders. Future Christian leaders excites me because it's through future Christian leaders that, um, that we launched the, uh, the SUM, Bible College and Theological Seminary here at uh, our new, uh, new Life Church so that we can help people get Bible degrees in biblical studies. 
uh, with a few different emphasis. Uh, you can also get your master's degree in biblical studies here at New Life. You can get a, a Christian leader's master's degree uh, here at New Life. You can even get a, a master's of divinity here at New Life. You're online with, uh, with real life, um, you know, real time instructors, professors around the United States, you know, using video conferencing and you're in a video conferencing classroom with students around the United States. It's really exciting what God's doing. Um, we're also wanting to see first time people go on a global outreach trip for the very first time. I know we sent 42 last year. We have a vision for 20 of them this year. We also are going to go plant that church in Cuba, like I told you, but we want to see the pastor for those churches. So we're, we're giving dollars to the Cuba University, the Bible University, because in the country of Cuba, you can't be a pastor unless you have a bachelor's degree. And so uh, we've got, through the Assemblies of God, we've set up a university in Cuba training pastors to fill pulpits as churches are being planted. And so praise the Lord, we're going to be a part of both putting the brick and mortar in the ground, but also raising up future Christian leaders that will fill those pulpits and start making a difference in the lives of people. So there's a lot that's going on, guys. A lot that's happening. Um, our campground, we're going to be supporting our campground because students go there and they feel called to ministry and filled with the Holy Spirit. There's exciting, exciting things that are happening. If you want to know more about this, you can go to our website. If you go to mynewlifechurch.com uh, and then you scroll down to kind of the center of the homepage, you can click on the, uh, the KB button, the Kingdom Builder button. That will take you to our Kingdom Builder page. Once you get to the Kingdom Builder page, then you can scroll down and you can actually see the book there. The book is in like a digital form where you can click on the pages and they flip. They make this really cool sound. You got to go there and check it out yourself, okay? Uh, the pages flip. You can see the whole book. But the other cool thing we're going to do this year that we didn't do last year is we put all of the projects on the website. So that monthly, as we fund projects monthly, we will put check boxes you know, put checks in the boxes of all the projects so that every month you can go there, you can kind of see, what are we doing as a church through our generosity? What kind of difference are we making? So this year, man, this year we, we're, we're shooting high. We're shooting for something bigger than we've ever seen before in our generosity from New Life Church. Here's the big reveal. $435,000 is what we want to give and invest into God's kingdom in one place or another to see people find Jesus and lives changed. That's big for us, by the way. That's a big number. Some of you, that scares you. Others of you, it exhilarates you. Which one do you think I'm on? Which one are you on? I want you to join me on the exhilarated side. Right? This isn't built around one person's giving. This is a built around all of us being generous. I want you to think about with me, think about people finding Jesus because of your generosity. Every week when we celebrate a Kingdom Builder, you know, funding type of thing that you would be going, man, that's me, man, we're part of that. I want you to think about lives being changed through your generosity. Kim and I just personally want to invite you, join us in being generous with your giving and be a Kingdom Builder. Why? Let me give you three quick reasons. First off, God wants to own your heart. Did you realize that when God owns your finances, like we talked about at the beginning of the message, did you realize that that's when God can actually own all of your heart? Until that happens, there's always a part of you that's separated from God. God wants to own all of your heart. Don't take my word on it. This is what Jesus said. He says, no one can serve two masters. You can't do it. Right? For you will hate one and you'll love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. 
There, there, there are two masters, God and finances. So that's why I said to you early on, like when you give it to God, it's like it's all God's, it's all his. It makes it a lot easier for God to own all of your heart. I want God to own all of your heart. Why? What would your life be like if God owned all of your heart? What would it be like? What would your prayer life be? What would your worship life be? Right? What would your family life be? What, what would, your, what would uh, you know, your ministry life be? What would, what would life look like if God owned all of your heart? Well, that's why I want you to be generous and join me and be a kingdom builder. Because I want God to own all your heart. Here's, here's the second thing. Here's another reason why I want you to be a kingdom builder. Because God wants you to experience his blessing in your finances. God wants you to experience his blessing in your finances. That's not, that's not just my opinion. This is what Jesus said about the very issue. He says, give and you'll receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over even. And poured into your lap. The amount that you give will determine the amount you get back. This is what Jesus was saying about his blessing to you. Is this, when you give, here's what he does. He gives back to you an amount that's overflowing what you gave. That means it's greater than what you gave. It's more than. It has to be pressed down to fit, shaken, so that it all gets down in there. And then even then, it's still overflowing the impact, the blessing God wants to pour out upon your life. But please listen to me. We don't give to get. And God isn't like your genie in a bottle. You don't control God by your giving. Are we clear on this? You don't give to get. Think about this. Like, well, what if I came to your house and it was your birthday and I gave you a gift and it was a great gift. It was a gift that you were like, wow, how did you know? I, I really wanted that. And I was like, yep, you know, secret little birdie told me that's what you wanted. And this is the best, this is the best, best birthday gift you've received in a long time. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. And then I went, oh, and by the way, by the way, I'm going to need, I'm going to need something from you. By the way, I gave that to you. Here's what I need. All of a sudden, what, what, what happens to the value of the gift? It doesn't feel so good anymore. It's kind of like, mm, I don't even know if I want the gift anymore. It was my most exciting thing, but I don't want it now. We don't give. You don't give to get. You don't control God, guys. All right? That's just not, that's not what happens. Jesus clearly describes for us this, that when you give with the right heart, there will be a blessing. But that blessing never equate that because I gave financially, the blessing will equal something that's financial. Sometimes we give financially and God pours out a blessing upon our lives that we didn't even know that we needed. We didn't even know how to ask for it, but he did it because we were walking in obedience because he owned our heart. The third reason why I want you to be a kingdom builder and be generous is this, that God wants, he wants your faith to increase through generosity. He'll actually increase your faith. He does that by showing you the miraculous of what happens when you give. Here's one of the scriptures that talks about it. The Apostle Paul was saying, hey, remember this, guys. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a what crop? You're going to get a small crop. The return of faith is going to be very small. He goes on, he goes, but the one who plants generously will get a what kind of crop? A generous crop. Now I get it, like that's seed in the ground and a return. I'm telling you, seed in the ground is us being generous. The return isn't always financial. One of the ways the return comes back to you is that faith in God radically increases. But please, today, don't be generous because of what I say. 
Here's what the scripture went on and says. It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Generosity should be cheerful. It should, it should be fun. It should bring joy to you. Guys, Kim and I, we have, we have story after story after story of how being generous with our giving, that God increased our faith by one thing or another in our life. And I could drone on and on and on until the Super Bowl happens, telling you stories about what God's done in our lives, increasing our faith. But I won't do that, because we do have another service here. But Kim and I aren't always on the same page when it comes to generous giving. That's a big surprise. We're not always on the same page. It takes time for us to pray about it. Sometimes that happens quicker than others. But we have to pray about it. We have to discuss it. And eventually we have to compromise. But I'll tell you this. You will never regret becoming generous with your finances and being a kingdom builder. And look, don't take my story for it. Take the story of one of your very own, of how they had to wrestle through what it would look like to be generous for one of the very first times in their marriage and what God did in their life in 2019 and how excited they are now for 2020. Listen to their story, Jason and Megan Norman. So when they first introduced uh, kingdom builders, we were right in the middle of our doing our debt snowball so it was a series so when we were going through the series um you know megan's whispering to me about what you know how much she's called to do because she really felt to felt called to get involved and i was kind of like well we're you know we, we tithe we we tithe pretty uh pretty regularly and we're committed to that and we've worked that into our budget so that we can continue to do our payoff of our debt and so my number was much smaller than hers. I think I said I'd do like 20 bucks and uh, we could probably afford that. And her number, I think she says about 150. And so, uh, you know, throughout the series, we prayed on it and we, we worked it out and we settled on 150. So we managed to stay at that throughout the whole year. And it wasn't until, you know, Jeff started bringing it back up this at the beginning of this year that I looked back and was like, man, we didn't even, we didn't even notice the money that, you know, we didn't even notice it was gone. We were provided for the whole time and we got to celebrate all these awesome wins. And I think that 150 went 10 times further than $20 ever would have, you know. As we were praying over becoming a kingdom builder, I just kept hearing God tell me, to test him with my finances. It's the one thing in the Bible that he tells us to test him with. So we fill out the commitment card and a few weeks later, Jason actually got a promotion at work that exceeded, far exceeded what we had agreed to give. So if you are feeling scared or doubting whether being a kingdom builder is something you should be a part of, I just want you to know that if you take that step of faith that God will just honor you and he really does bless you when you choose to be faithful and serve him. That's a great story. I love it. I love how they settled on 150. <laughs> that sounds like my home sometimes. <laughs> but Megan brought up Malachi 310. It's the only place in all of scripture that God says, hey, test me. Other places, when man tried to test God, it didn't end up so good for man. But in that one spot of scripture, God says, test me and see if I won't be 
faithful when it comes to our giving and giving generously. Guys, I'm just going to be straight with you. My vision is this, that every single person and or household in New Life Church would become a, a generous kingdom builder. Whether it's at the 20 dollar a month mark or it's the $150 a month mark or it's something that matches your car payment or it's whatever God whispers to you. That's what's most important. But I'm just telling you, my vision and for very, very good biblical reasons, my vision is that every single one of you would take a step this year and be generous with your giving and give that generosity through Kingdom Builders so that together we can make a great difference. So what I want you to do with me is this, as we wrap up today's message, I want you to take your, your commitment card that you were given when you came in the door. If you uh, didn't get one, our hosts are available at all of our campuses to give you one if you'll just put your hand up. I want you to have one of these. You can fill this out you know, in paper form. You can also fill this out online, digitally. But we've already talked about the front of it. So I want you to flip over and look at the back of it where it says that our 2020 commitment uh, card Right, and our goal is four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, and then it has a single line. It says annual amount. This annual amount is your generosity as an individual or a couple that's above and beyond your obedience of tithe. Here's how I want you to be looking at that annual amount. Really, there's there's two ways to really calculate it. Okay, the first one is what you heard uh, Jason and Megan, you know, work through, which was called the plan. It's just the plan. It's what you look at as a couple and you say, look, we can work this into our plan. It might stretch us a little bit, but it's going to be worked into our plan. And whatever that plan is, all I'm asking you to do, which is exactly what Kim and I did, by the way. Kim and I did this in the, in the first service here at New Life. We waited till this moment and then we talked with one another and we came up with a plan. And now all we're going to do is we're going to implement and stick to the plan. That's what I'm asking you to do. Develop the plan Stick to the plan and, and do that. This is like what you know, Jason and Megan said. They said, like, look, we didn't even feel it. We get to the end of the year and it was just kind of like, wow, we didn't even miss that at all. That's the plan. But the second thing I want you to consider is the vision. The vision is something very unique. It's different than the plan. The vision is, God, if you were to move in a supernatural way, we would love to see ourselves giving this amount Whatever that amount is, I don't want that amount on this card. That amount is between you and God. It's the vision. It's that God component factor that has to come into play. It's going to stretch you. Okay, it's going to cause you to like kind of go, wow, that's scary. But I want you to write it down. Here's the reason why. Because I want you to start praying about it. That God, if you were to move in some kind of crazy way in our life, we would love, let's just say you were going, we're, we wanted to give you know, $100 a month. Okay, that's $1,200 in the year. But God, we would love, we would love to be somebody in 2020 that gave, you know, whatever it is, $10,000. Something like that's out there, like not, it's, it's just something that stretches your faith. But listen, it's something you heard the whisper of God on. You heard God whispering to your heart going, you know what, trust me for 10000 And you're like, that's beyond what we can do. I know, but follow the plan and pray for the vision. Follow the plan, pray for the vision and see what God does. To see what he does. And I think you might be blown away with what God does. Because ultimately, here's all God wants. God wants all of your heart, and he wants you to listen to the whisper of his spirit. So today, I want to give you some time to do that. In the 2020 sermon series, we've been taking time at the end of the service for some solitude. Here's what I want you to focus your time on. 
How, God, how do you want me or us to be generous in 2020? What's the plan look like? What's the vision look like? I want you to write down the plan on the card. And at the end of the service, we're going to be receiving our morning tithe and kingdom builder giving. And you'll drop this card into the bucket. Just so that we can kind of be on the same page with you. Okay, now if you're not ready to give that or give the card today, over the next couple of weeks we'll be, you know, having moments where you can bring these cards and drop them off. Or you can just go online, like I said, and you can fill it out. But look, whatever you do, be a part of being generous with your finances. It's, it's something that God wants for your life. It's something that he wants to bless you through. It's something he wants to increase your faith through. I want to see God do incredible things in your life. Let's step out together and by faith, let's be generous and let's see what God will do through Kingdom Builders, just like you and me. Let's spend the next couple minutes in solitude as we pray about what maybe God wants us to do.